All right, on this episode of Don't Evolve Me, we got guests Ernie Gardner and Tom Chaffield. We will be discussing... Uh, Ernie's already laughing. You're supposed to say that, you know, kill Cassie. It's still it. <laughs> kill Cassie. We'll be discussing Marvel. Uh, there's a lot of Marvel news lately. And the big question is, is the MCU in trouble? We'll also be discussing DC as well, because DC also has some uh, juicy stuff going on with the whole Shazam movie and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But, uh, and then we'll be talking superhero fatigue. But before we continue with that, I just want to say, guys, I'm really, really excited for you guys to be here on the day of my wedding. <laughs> Flashing the ring. Uh, yeah. You're not married before? Oh no, today was the day. What? Oh. Really? Yeah. Oh, I no idea. Today is the day at four thirty today. Ordaining everything. Oh, oh. Well, congratulations, brother. Congratulations. <laughs> Wedding episode, cue the music. Tom's back. Ernie's back. This is Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash Ketchum Pikachu. We don't evolve. We just level up. This is your host, Jake Sherbing. Guys, welcome back. Good to be back. Hey, Jake. Thanks for having us back again. Yes, sir. All right. So, we got... Okay, we got to get some uh, some things out of the way first. Because that cold open... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you threw me for a loop. I was kind of <laughs> looking over at Ernie, like, thinking... Uh, do you know something I don't? I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what it is with the Godfather pose today, but, you know. Okay, it is official. I did get married today. Congratulations. It is the wedding day. Celebration starts tomorrow, though. That's weird. It's a weird circumstance. We don't have to go into details. I tried to get the missus up here to kind of walk her in. First time introduced as, you know, Mrs. Sherbing. She refused. <laughs> she's like nah nerds no way <laughs> i am not doing that so it's kind of a wedding episode it's um yeah i mean i mean we're drinking arizona tea for we are i do have arizona tea in here um hoping to that sponsorship soon <laughs> um the last time we had like a segment with that was with uh mr romero because mr romero a-, a name middle name green try getting him to respond um yesterday through a text because he was supposed to be one of the witnesses because we were supposed to go to the courthouse to do it and he was supposed to be one of the witnesses he volunteered and um it was like hey you're gonna make it work work didn't hear from him for like 30 to 60 minutes and i was like all right romero ain't got no time to reply green <laughs> oh, man. fair enough huh who was your witness oh uh, buddy moser who was the guest from the first episode and then uh my friend brian came so no, is, is Moser the he's the is he the Mando, Mandalorian guy? Oh uh, no, that is that's Donald. Um, oh okay. Moser is he's like the DC guy. Got so it. he did most of our uh, DC stuff. But you'll meet you'll meet both of them next Friday. Perfect. Speaking of way, that's a perfect segue into it. Also, you guys gotta speak up a little bit more. I also gotta speak up a little bit more. La 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 la. la. You guys gotta get close and comfortable until I get more mics. Hi. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys are already close. Um, but yeah, speaking of, uh, so some channel updates, channel plans. Next week, we're doing a D&D episode with Mr. Tom here, as well as with uh, 
Moser and maybe Donald. He kind of just jumped in on the Discord saying he's in. Yeah, he just he just invited himself. <laughs> he's he's been wanting to get on like these multiple like guest podcasts for a while. So I'm like, all right, just jump on in. Also, he's uh, we're seeing D and D Tuesday. Yes, he, yeah, we're gonna. He, go he see. wants. He's trying. To, he's trying to jump me, and he invited me Saturday. I'm like, sorry, man, I got a, I got a wedding to celebrate. Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, he did ask for Tuesday. I mean, we can talk about that off air, but. Uh, since Tom is here, he kind of inspired a new series that we'll be doing from two weeks' time when this uh, podcast is being um, published. And that is a video game nostalgia series that I'm excited to introduce. Absolutely. So the very first one that I'm going to be doing is God of War with uh, my friend Brandon Klein. What? You want... I was going to say you want in, but we're... <laughs> I think... You gotta get on the Discord and claim it. I'm, oh yeah, that's fair. I'll get on on here and claim it. I will be there. <laughs> that is my favorite game. How are you gonna do God of War without me? I am no. Oh man, I was gonna do it next week, and we were recorded like three weeks in advance, and that yeah. was going to be during the work day. I thought you, about you're gonna be sick. You gonna be sick Monday? Oh my god, candy. <laughs> <laughs> man, are you? You're sweating a little bit, Ernie. I think you you got a you got a fever. A flu. I don't know, man. <laughs> All yeah, right, right. I gave I I didn't even give him a list because like I had the list of like these are all the games I would do, and I, like God of War was on the list, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, the first I'm like, what game do you just absolutely would love to talk about? He's like God of War. I'm like, it's on the list. I'm just the- literally about to go home after this and play God of War. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm excited to go home and play God of War. I ain't played all week. I'm not happy about it. Have you played Ragnarok yet? No, I'm replaying it. I'm replaying the first one of the new gen, and then I'm gonna okay. play Ragnarok. Yeah, I haven't finished. I gotta finish the new one, um, or not the not Ragnarok. So that, it's hard because like we're not talking Ragnarok at all, and we're barely gonna, we're talking like the very first three games. Mm-hmm. And I was I was trying to debate whether or not I wanted to play the first three games again since I have like the time to play the first three games, mm-hmm. or if I wanted to uh, just watch. I just watched a YouTube video on it. Just watch the walkthrough. Uh, you don't have to go back. I was thinking about doing that too, but I. I mean, I'm going to play it a little bit, uh, probably the first one a little bit, just to get my feel for it. I just think they probably didn't age well enough to play again I and really enjoy. I feel like they would feel really clunky compared to everything else going on nowadays. It'd still be good though. Oh, I, I mean, I like that. I have the PS3 version. That's the one I would be whipping out, and I'm like, oh. I remember the last time I tried doing it, it was hard. It was a hard game. It's a to hard like, game. It was, that's how it was meant to Well, be. it was a hard game, but it was a hard game to get back to because like the graphics were great oh, then. Okay, okay. But you're like, oh, it's uh, aged a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, you might be, well, I don't know if Sapphire would ever get on air. She's still kind of eh on it. But uh, you might you might have the fighter for Fallout. Yeah? She's a Ooh. huge, she's a pretty big, uh, mostly Fallout 4, but she's pretty big in the Fallout. Then, I mean, maybe we just need to share. <laughs> we just need to share the podcast. No, it's just another reason to get her get her on here. Exactly. So yeah, video game nostalgia series uh, that's going to be happening. I got God of War, or maybe a different one. I don't know. We'll we'll talk off the air. But yeah, first video game series will be in two weeks. I think for the most or three. Yeah, two weeks since this will be published. Uh, it will be recorded next week at the time that this is being recorded, and then it will probably air in like three or four weeks. I forget what the math is on it. And then I got a Pokemon one scheduled too for May twentieth. That's not coming out this summer, but I'm excited for that one. 
the um, Nintendo 64 one I would be all about as well. Nintendo 64. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That was that was my that was like my starter platform like getting into video games. So, yeah, I have a lot of a lot of fond memories with that. Yeah, that's Sega Genesis was my f- I mean, we've had this discussion last time when we were talking about video game nostalgia, but yeah, Sega Genesis was like, was like the start and then and 64 PlayStation like that era. Yeah. That's where the or that was where the love began. All right, should we get into it? Let's do it. All right, next up, show me your socks, show me your wares. Ernie, uh, how's your socks? Are they dry yet? <laughs> get in there. Minnesota weather is, um, it's March 31st. It is currently hailing, snowing, and thundering all at once. Don't forget raining. Don't forget lightning either. Oh, yeah, lightning as well. And then it's supposed to be a giant blizzard tonight. It's, uh, it's a great time to get married. <laughs> there you go. Get married on all of the weather occasions. We'll never forget this day. <laughs> I won't. Uh, getting Maven from daycare, she's getting pelted with hail, and I have her co- like with the cover, and I can just see her as we're like walking out, and like it's just pelting. She's just like, Shh. you guys can't see it on the camera. She's like shaking the thing, shaking her legs. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> So yeah, all right. Show me your socks. Show me your wares, Tom. You got no one's got any uh, nerdy stuff. I got my Captain America sweatshirt, but we got some socks got to show. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I, I, my wife actually, after she listened to the first podcast, yep. she actually yelled at me and said, "You do too have nerdy socks. What were you talking about?" <laughs> Jake said, "The rules are you have to bring nerdy socks." So, I mean, good on her. Good on I know, her. No, she she keeps me in line. Um, but I got some Star Wars ones. Nice. They got our man, Mr. Han Solo, on there. Nice. Um, he's actually a pair of, like, it's this pair, and then my wife has the other pair. Is it Greedo? Um, no, it's oh. Leia. So oh, mine right. say, okay, cool. I know, oh, I and hers that. say, I love you. That's awesome. Oh, that's pretty so, cool. Yeah, that's my that's my nerdy socks today. That's really cool. I was thinking Greedo, like, I shot first. No, I shot first. That would also be a really good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just do, like, you and your buddy, you know? Mm. No, I shot first, exactly. Alright, what do you got? I feel like I've seen those socks before. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to wear these ones. In a long time, I got the Donald Ducks today. I'm still in the cartoon phase. Nice. I got the new Marvel ones, but I haven't broken out yet. But That's fair. I, I definitely got... I need. I just need more socks and stuff so I can show off or uh, talk about it and describe it. I got the Captain America, Iron Man. I don't. I like where... Uh, yeah, the combo of both. Someone's yelling at me for mismatching socks, but it's the same brand. It's the same type. Really? Yeah. So. Blame it on the ADD. <laughs> I'll play by anybody's rules, man. Exactly. It's my show. I do it. All right. <laughs> what are you guys learning out on? Next God of War. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? I guess that's what you're going to be nerding out on. <laughs> I got my own guests fighting for which, uh, which shows they want to yeah. do. I think there's going to be a, a knife fight out in your front yard pretty soon to see you. No, it's my God of War episode. Brandon, I love you, but you're not going to win this one. <laughs> I don't know the other guy at all, so. But I would I would have picked him in a fight. Ah, okay. Anything mental though? I, <laughs> anything mental though? You, you might be scrappy. We'll see. Yeah, you never know. All right. Uh, so God of War, you will be nerdy out on. What what have you been nerdy out on? Anything? God of War. You, oh yeah, you've been replaying it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you're like, I want to play. Okay. God of War, nice. Where are you at? How far are you? Um, about twenty percent in, I think, something like that. 
I just spilled my drink all over my shorts. It's all good. Tom? Um, I have been nerding out. I've been like rewatching uh Fortune Fire. I'm it's closer to spring. Forge, okay. So I'm really getting amped up to actually get my forge built. Well, forge and fire. fire. I thought you yeah, said forge. fortune. I thought you said fortune fire. I'm oh like, no. I've never I'm heard forged of Forged in Fire. Forged in Fire. All right, awesome. Yeah, History, History Channel. Channel. Yep. So it's a bladesmithing competition show. Ooh. Um, so that and I've been reading my like just a little like beginner's book, blacksmithing essentials book. Just I, you know, springs around the corner and I really want to like I, re- I want to start swinging a hammer. I'm excited. Nice. I'm excited for that. I'm gonna have to like come out there and just see it. Cause yeah. I, like, yeah. Love to see it. All right. Uh, what I'm nerding on on? I wrote Game of Thrones. I feel like I've been nerding on. We're finally in the last season. Uh, last night we were watching the uh, Battle for Winterfell. Oh. Duh. And Sapphire fell asleep like 20 <laughs> minutes into it, and I got really mad because like it's like, hey, are you awake? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm awake. Every. Every time this happens, she like falls asleep, and then it's, it gets mad when I'm like, "Hey, are you up? Are you watching this?" And then it gets mad at me, and then falls back to sleep. And I'm like, "You better be awake, because if I find that you're sleeping, I'm gonna be mad because this is like the episode. This is the episode you don't sleep on." Yeah, like two minutes later, I'm like, "All right, I'm just gonna shut this off." I love and hate that episode simultaneously. I, so I, I love that. I love just the action like yep. it's so cool and choreographed amazing and it's just the CG and the fighting is just like, it's amazing it's like just a straight adrenaline rush yeah but like the military tactics that they use for that just like makes oh, sound me want to like, sound off sound off oh okay so first off <laughs> that entire thing where everybody's outside of the castle mm-hmm. that is number one. No, you have castle walls for a fucking reason. Stand on the castle walls and don't stand in front and let your guys get eaten to death. (laughs) Yeah. Number two, you don't put your trebuchets and artillery on the ground first off, and you definitely don't put them in front of your infantry. Mm. You put them on the wall or Mm -hmm. far back so they can continue to shoot as long as possible. Yeah. You also don't send in shock cavalry into a fearless horde of undead zombies because... The whole thing with cavalry and like most of history was that they would send the, a cavalry in, and they would just basically make the infantry line rout because mm-hmm. you're getting charged by a thousand heavy horses yeah. with lances, and so that was the idea, and that was the tactic. Um, but you're fighting zombies that you know don't fear anything, and they're controlled by magic, and so you just you, let's just waste all of our Do- Dothraki yeah. screamers. And just throw them into this and get, you know, essentially minced up. I'm glad that you brought this point up because I was judging their tactics the entire time. Good. Because this is like the second or third time I watched this. And so, like, I already kind of, like, you know, the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, man, this is so cool. It's epic. It's nostalgic. Or not nostalgic, but it's, like, it's new information. And you're just enjoying everything that's happening. Yeah. Whereas, like, the second, third, fourth time you watch it, you can think, like, more of, like, the strategy behind it or, like, the narrative strategy of like why they're telling the story and I questioned a lot of their tactics I'm like why are they sending the Dothraki in immediately my first thought was well this is their strength is just running in an open field rather than being in a castle but then like after them being slaughtered and they know what they're up against too it's just a endless you know Mm -hmm. zombie army whereas I'm like what if you attack side by side or there's a moment where like they're the, the dragons, like the dragons, really just saved the day because yeah. they they were swamped and the castle would have been swarmed. 
but the dragons kind of halted their movement, which allowed for the ground troops to at least get more of attack rather than just an onslaught of zombies. Mm-hmm. But my whole like thought with this is they stopped the zombies and they stopped like, attacking. They stopped with the cavalry. They stopped like why are you just waiting for them to like figure out how to get around the giant like fire mm-hmm. that they set up? Like, where's the dragons? Where's the dragons? Or why aren't they attacking? Where's your weapons? Like, you're just you should just be dead at this point. You're yeah. I mean, I think I don't I don't know if I talked about this last time, but one of the things. Well, I, I talked about how I like Roman history, mm-hmm. so I'm, I follow a lot of dudes on YouTube that are just like, they just talk about medieval history, Roman history, and stuff like that, and it's really funny when that episode came out, like, every one of the dudes that I followed made a video on how god-awful the tactics <laughs> in the Siege of Winterfell was, and yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was just, yeah. I love that episode. It's so exciting and fun, and you know, just... It's exciting. It's awesome. But, you know, you just, you just shake your head and you're like, you guys have a castle. <laughs> you Hide behind the walls. Like, yeah. you have a castle. Let them siege you. Like, yeah, use exactly. Their siege tactics. Plus, you have, like, two dragons who can attack. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, slowly take it down. Build, like, t- you know, four rows of trenches and just fill it with dragon glass. And so they have to cross that in order to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to fall on the dragon glass and instantly die because you know oh yeah you can literally just make like those little um those spikes that yep. you know what about a dragon glass and do and then just pound some yeah pound and then some do like in between tips. that do the fire and so they have to instead of just one thing of fire you have oh. all the things of fire and then hide behind the castle and then they have the dothraki from a distance and then they can sideswipe the back end of it yep that was the other thing too like dothraki would totally be considered like a light or a skirmish cavalry yeah um Something like the Knights of the Vale, if you guys remember from the Battle of the Bastards. Yep. Yeah, they're they're a traditional like medieval like English shock cal- heavy shock heavy cavalry. So those are the guys that would run straight into a formation of men. The Dothraki would be the ones that would go around harass the you know mm-hmm. the flanks of it or go in and attack the archers or the supply trains and things like that. And the men of the Vale were there, weren't they? I think so they didn't have any cavalry there i, I assume they would seeing. be i would assume they would be there yeah. which therefore you have the dothraki and the men of the veil both working together yeah that i didn't get to finish it so we just went to it <laughs> we just went into like a 15 minute tangent about game of thrones <laughs> and i love it hey i mean yeah uh, other things i'm nerdy on on uh lana i finished up Atlanta. uh fresh takes it's such a weird show I feel like the first two uh, seasons were very, like, they are very episodic, but it felt like it was going somewhere, mm-hmm. whereas the last three, uh, the last two they seasons, they, like, it wasn't, like, there wasn't, like, a narrative end to it. The last episode was um, literally, I guess this is kind of spoiled, the last, like, their finale was them being in, like, this black restaurant, this black sushi restaurant, and then them looking at Popeye's and being like, this is awful, I just want to go to Popeye's. <laughs> And that was, like, the majority of the episode, which I'm like, man, I don't blame them. Popeye's is freaking delicious. <laughs> Popeye's like, is pretty good. But, like, that was, like, that was it. That was, like, the episode. I'm like, this, this is very much them. <laughs> Each episode I watched, I'm like, this is great, but I'm like, I don't know what the, the point is. <laughs> and then they have, like, some random episodes. So, like, Atlanta's weird because it's, like, it's a horror show, but it's not a horror show. It's, like, one of those, they bring, like, real ideas of, like, 
what society could be and then just play it on extreme so it's like one of those weird fantasy for example they have one episode where um like african americans they're all getting retribution money mm. and then like people like white people essentially have to pay in retribution if they had like uh, family who were slavers and so they had to pay retribution and the whole episode is about essentially them being the minority class where the african Americans are now the majority class and I'm like this is like a weird like horror like episode in a way but it has nothing to do with the regular characters and they also have like one episode where they do a documentary of how the goofy movie was made <laughs> like that was like the third to the last episode i'm like that it is great. It's great television. But like, hmm. Overall, like I have no idea where this goes. But it was good. I just had to talk about it. All right. Yeah, we're 20 minutes in. We Now we're doing a news quickie. This is usually like five minutes in. All right. I need a soundboard for this. It's time for a news quickie. All right, news quickie. Uh, Mario movie's coming out next week. You guys watching it? Say again? Mario movie, Super Mario Bros. Oh, that's right. Coming out on a Wednesday, April 5th. I'll see if, I'll see if my kid wants to go see it. I'm uh, bringing Scott, our uh, almost four-year-old. Mm-hmm. I think it might be, might be his first movie. I'm not sure. So, But uh, the news on this, Chris Pratt says there's more Super Mario movies to come. Hmm. They're uh, apparently expecting it to already be doing really good. Apparently, yeah. I think I think it'll be. A hit. It, I think so too. I'm excited for it. Um, Luigi's Mansion. Charlie Day was trying to pump that up. Wouldn't be surprised if there's a Mario Kart movie in the mix. I I don't know. I see a franchise. Yeah, I can see it. I see it. I see it. All right. Some uh, MCU news. Wonder Man TV show has casted their green their villain. The Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper, Demetrius Gross. I don't really know him. He's in a lot of things. I just like don't remember any of his roles. He was in House MD. He was in uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, and a bunch of other shows. But a uh, big villain in the big villain in the MCU. Uh, they haven't announced the Wonder Man TV show, but it's a rumor. Okay. And the next big one, I think Tom, you might have something to say on this. E three is canceled. Oh, oh wow! Really? Yeah. Why? Not enough interest. Not enough companies that want to go show off their games. Wow! So it's canceled. E three is still a thing. It's not like forever canceled, but for two thousand twenty three, canceled. I think this. Is, I think this is the first year. I've or no first. I think twenty two thousand twenty. I wouldn't be surprised. I forget. I know E three is just hasn't been a thing lately. Because uh, a lot of the video game studios, they just have their own means to release their own content when they want to. Like Nintendo. Every like quarter, it seems like they release their like plans. Or uh, each franchise has like their own little... Like Pokemon TV has their own little thing that they do. I mean, yeah, I could see E3 becoming a thing of the past a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's so many platforms and so many ways to show what you got mm-hmm. and I mean even San Diego like Comic Con which is like a huge where everybody releases their stuff Marvel sometimes doesn't even do it because they they have their own presentation now so it's like a little sad but you know a little change of times alright should we get into it 
Main story? Main story time. All right. Enough, enough side quests. <laughs> Main quest time, which I feel like I never finish in games. Yeah, no. They're never they're never the fun part. Mm-mm. I had more to say on that. Sky. I, we already talked about Skyrim. How I did it. The first time I played through, never finished the actual mm-hmm. main story. Second time, I was like, that's all I'm doing to start. Because <laughs> I don't know what the actual story is. Anyway, enough side quests. Is the MCU in trouble? Maybe. I feel like this is more of an Ernie question. Mm. I think so, personally. You th- oh, you think so? Like actually and, and happening? It's their own fault, in my opinion. But All right, go on, go on. They saturated their own content. They did. Mm. And they're doing a lot. They're they're changing a lot. Because we we had our uh, review episode. We were supposed to do uh, hopes and future too, mm-hmm. and we were discussing like everything that was supposed to come out this year. And there was supposed to be a lot that came out. Um, starting out with like we'll just talk TV shows which I think is one of the big things that um, TV shows I feel like is one they pushed a lot out and I think a lot of people were like they're okay I think rating wise we gave Loki the highest rating I think I gave it a 4 minus well, I, I, gave, I gave WandaVision the highest rating for me okay yeah, I think Loki and WandaVision were like in the low fours for both of us, or like maybe a four for you. Solid four for me. Solid four? Mm-hmm. Whereas everything else was like a three. Yeah. Like, at least in my opinion. Hmm. How much have you watched, Tom? So I'm kind of here as the uh, token filthy casual, as I called myself at the beginning of the episode <laughs> where we were talking before this. Yeah. And. Even my little bit that I watched, and it's mainly just you know, I've I've seen every Marvel movie. Yep. I don't follow it as much as you guys do, but I do agree that it's becoming really saturated. Yeah. And I feel like they're actually running out of content to actually do well. So like the last movie that I saw, I haven't seen Ant Man yet, but I saw Wakanda Forever. Yep. And I felt like that was just one hundred percent filler. Oh, you thought it was filler. I thought it was filler. Man, the Filthy Casual has different views on us. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess there was some, you know, subtle hints to things like that and build up to maybe, like, more of the geopolitical, you know, thing with the CIA and the governments and that sort of thing like that. So in that sense, but, like, as far as... Yeah, as far as, like, the story went, I just... It it didn't seem, like, that impactful. As, it didn't seem... I don't even know how to put it. I, I actually don't disagree with you. I feel like it depends on the perspective. I think for the perspective of Black Panther and Wakanda, it was much uh, a tentpole film. And quality-wise, I think it was a tentpole film. Um, me and Ernie had this talk of, like, is, is it going to be a tentpole film or is it going to be filler? Mm. And that is a huge talk that we have. Is it going to be a tentpole? Is it, is it going to be a movie we think of... You know, ten years from now, like yeah. when we think Phase One, Phase Two, Phase Three, what are the main movies we think of? Um, like Phase One, we think of Iron Man, the first one. We think of the Avengers movie. We think Phase Two, we think Winter Soldier or Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, phase Three, we think Civil War. We think Infinity War. We think Endgame. Endgame. Actually, I feel like anything in Phase Three is like a tentpole film mm-hmm. for Ragnarok. We think of like those films of like the main films, but then in between that, we have like. Uh, Thor Dark World for Phase 2 or we think even Mm Ant-Man Ant-Man and the Wasp both are fillers and so when Phase 4 comes out uh, that big question is is this filler or is this tentpole sure 
And while I would say Wakanda Forever would be Pitbull, but I would say from the perspective of like the whole MCU, yes, that's kinda, what I was looking at. Yeah, as more so as the MCU. Like, yeah, they expanded a lot on Wakanda itself and yep. how they are going to, you know, you know what they're going to do now that you know. King, King T'Challa died and everything yeah. like that and how they're, you know, how they interact with the rest of the world and everything like that. Um, but yeah, just as far as the overall MCU, I just felt like it was just very, you know, there just mm-hmm. wasn't anything that, like, dire. Did you watch any of the TV shows at all? I didn't because, I don't know, I just I haven't been super interested because I think, again, saturation, like, yeah. the first, yeah. what, what was the very first one that came out? WandaVision was the first one. And everyone was like, oh, it was so great. And I was like, yeah, I'll get around to it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, Loki's so great. Yeah. Oh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out. Exactly. Oh, this yeah. one came out. And I'm just like, forget it. It's too much. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't too keep much up. For, too much for a filthy casual. And I, I agree with that. And, like, for me, I was all for it. But it got to a point where I was like, oh, there's another Marvel show that came out. Uh, Miss Marvel is the one that I feel really bad about because I actually really like her character. Mm-hmm. But after Hawkeye, after... Um, Moon Knight, and my opinion on all these shows, my biggest question is, is this quantity or quality? And to me, the the shows itself kind of just became quantity. Mm -hmm. They were all threes. They were all solid. They weren't like a waste of time, but they were like, what's what's the point of these shows? Mm -hmm. See, like... Some thing is too is like I I'm pretty I'm pretty cynical of Disney mm-hmm. and kind of just Hollywood in general. I I feel like Hollywood in general and um, Hollywood has a lot to do with like Washington. They they're, they're both kind of scummy and all the money kind of funnels into yeah. one certain spot. And I feel like Disney is this powerhouse that now owns Marvel, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're making decisions that aren't necessarily things that they actually care about. But more so that they think they're going to sell and make money and, yeah. and buy tickets and get people to watch their videos. Yep. And yeah. And the, but in the end of the day, you have these Weinstein, you know, Harvey Weinstein esque billionaires mm-hmm. that are just getting all this money, and they really don't care about the franchise. They really yeah. don't care about the fran the fans. They really don't care about you know the people watching mm-hmm. and representation and things like that. And so I feel like they're just they're. They're just selling this stuff because they know it's going to sell. Yeah, and uh, I'll push back on that a little bit just because I think Marvel Phase 1 through 3, I would... Marvel itself, not Disney, but Marvel itself, who obviously is run by Disney, I felt like they did a really good job of making quality content. I agree. Mm-hmm. They, I think, they yeah. put quality over quantity, mm-hmm. whereas Phase 4, with a new CEO, um, even though... We'll get into more like the MC news, like all the news that's happened. I don't know if you guys heard a lot of it, um, but the last phase four, it definitely how you how you described it. That's how it feels. It mm-hmm. feels like they're they're selling. They're just selling something. They're selling. They're diversity. selling what's popular. They're selling diversity. Like Miss Marvel, for example. Yes, it was a huge. I thought okay, Miss Marvel as the creation of a character. She was the first like Muslim character. Yep, and she was this huge like cultural icon of a character. But her character herself, the reason why she's so popular is, at the end of the day, she's just a high school kid who got superpowers. Mm-hmm. But she just happens to be in this like ethnic, um, this this culture, and you get to learn about this culture. But also, you get to learn like you admire this character who's just this kid 
mm-hmm. superpowers, but you get to learn a whole new culture in the process. So the comic is really, really cool. And what they did with this show, they kind of just put the culture first. Mm-hmm. Like they're just trying to sell her culture. They took her off of her high school journey, her high school friends, and like, we're going to put you in the past in this whole new world and we're going to learn about this culture. It's like, for those who like got their culture, like who, you know, see this character in themselves, I'm, I don't want to take any way, anything away from them. But everyone from the outside looking in, I feel like we kind of missed out on her just being a high school kid. Mm-hmm. Her, like, learning it indirectly rather than directly. And it seems like the story was trying to sell the culture rather than sell this character who is amazing in their own right. And, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing that I have with the, you know, phase four and five and beyond of, you know, Disney and Marvel. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like they don't actually care about the representation. I think, yeah. I think kids being able to see heroes that look like them, you know, and they have the same culture of them is a great thing. Yeah. But I don't think Disney cares about it. I think it's I think it's still a bunch of old white dudes at the end of the day that are trying trying to get up they're trying to get money. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I I ever since like Captain Marvel came out and then they had the whole, you know, like woman superpower thing at the end of Endgames, which honestly it didn't feel that bad to me. Because yeah, the I entire movie the entire movie wasn't based around, mm-hmm. you know, a pushing some concept it was a cool moment it was a cool moment yeah. right yeah. but then i think it's just progressed beyond that yeah where they're putting in diversity for everybody diversity's sake like mm-hmm. you know in the last um why can't i think of it dr strange you know they were you know obviously put they had a, the, the lesbian character as mm-hmm. as one of the main characters in there but yeah my my biggest thing is that why I think that they're starting to crumble is because I think people are seeing this disingenuous, seeing them being disingenuous. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's well, just me. Like it comes off as surface level. Yes. So like in Moon Knight, they uh, introduce like this new character who is and like, oh, it's the first Egyptian superhero. And it's like she got one scene and they're pushing this like Egyptian superhero. It's like, but the, there's nothing more to it. You know, she has a costume, she has powers now, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And they're pushing the, this whole Egyptian, and I'm like, I'm all for it. I'm all for, like, diversity. I'm all for pushing all these different cultures. I'm all for it. It's just do it in a level that's not service level. Mm-hmm. Do more. Do it more organically. Yeah. yeah. Care, actually care about the, mm-hmm. the stuff that you're pushing, not just to make money. So even, like, one of the new shows that are coming out, um, Echo, which is all about the... Um, this character in Hawkeye, mm-hmm. uh, she's one of the villains in it. She is death, so she has to sign this whole thing. And me now, uh, getting more into the community, I'm all excited for it. But it doesn't come across one. No one's asking for that series, but like no filthy casual is asking for an Echo series. She's not a big character in the comics, mm-hmm. and they're pushing this series out. And I'm all for getting that representation, especially for like deaf culture. And if you do it right, great, but no one's asking for it right now, you know? So maybe like, Hey, let's put this character in other shows. If you want to push this character, let's push it in other shows. Let's actually build her character up. Cause in Hawkeye, she wasn't that interesting. 
like like show diversity in the overall MCU. Yeah. For the you know for actually showing diversity, show the deaf culture, show you know Muslim culture, whatever it is that you know you're trying to do, rather than just shoving it. Yeah. And it's seeming very disingenuous. I will say Disney was really, really bad when it comes to diversity at the start. Uh, I forget what the guy's name was. Um, he was the head of Marvel. He was above Kevin Feige. And Iron Man 3, um, the main the main villain in Iron Man 3 was not supposed to be... Um, God, what's his name? Guy Pierce's character. I completely forget his... Um, uh, yeah, the Mandarin, right? Well, Mandarin, not Mandarin... Uh, well, I can't think of his name. Actually, I had this pulled up. I actually wasn't going to think of this reference. I didn't know where this conversation exactly was going. I am blanking on it. And that's on me. It's a great thing about organic conversations. <laughs> they just flow. Aldrich Killian. So Aldrich Killian was the, the main villain. But the person who was supposed to be the villain was Maya, who was the person who created... Um, Extremists, I believe. The superpowers where you get like the heat. Oh, She's yeah. the person who created it. She was supposed to be the villain. But the reason why she wasn't the villain was because the main guy at Marvel, the guy who ran like the Marvel, like the comics and the entertainment, didn't think a female villain would sell enough toys. Hmm. And that is why we didn't get a female villain until way way later. And also we didn't get a Black a Widow movie. Didn't think we would sell enough toys. So Disney's starting out with... Yeah, they were uh, very anti-diversity because they didn't think it was going to sell. I don't think they even wanted to do Hella when they did Thor, Ragnarok. <laughs> I think Kevin Feige's pushing for it. Yeah, he pushed for it. All right, should we get some uh, some of the MCU news that made me kind of make this episode, this topic? Have you heard about Jonathan Majors? Mm-hmm. No. Well, I heard about the stuff that. All right, so this was the this was a big one. Uh, this is uh, the big story. So Jonathan Majors was accused of um, physical harassment, strangulation of his girlfriend. Yeah. And Jonathan Majors, uh, he's the one who plays King. He's supposed to be the next Thanos. Oh, okay. So he's supposed to be this huge... He's going to be in a lot of different movies. He's already in... He was in Loki. Yep. I'm like, wait, do I spoil this for Tom? Like, it's been a year. <laughs> no, no. I, I'll probably. He was. Uh, he was in Loki. He was in um, uh, the Ant Man movie. That one's not a spoiler. And he's supposed to be in Loki, uh, Loki season two, and he's supposed to be in a bunch of other movies. Uh, Fantastic Four. He's a huge villain for them. He, um, one of the movies. The excuse me, the Avengers movie is Avengers Kang Dynasty. So this actor gets in trouble. And you know how, like, as soon as anyone does anything, they're canceled. Right. And so that was, like, a big thing. Good news, though, is he was arrested, and he completely complied. But what ended up happening was his girlfriend was having a breakdown. And she apparently told the cops, like, he was taken in because initially she said that he was she was harassed. But then she later recanted it. And then there's text between them saying, like, hey... I apologize for all this. Basically, she made a statement or released text messages stating like, hey, this is my fault. I didn't want this to happen. I'm telling them I don't want the charges to happen. So hopefully we're good there. But if like Jonathan Majors was canceled, like what, how do you recast that? Yeah. So that was a big one. Another one is uh, Victoria Alonso was the special effects producer or assistant producer. She's now out. 
They got rid of her. Um, she get canceled too. I don't think she got canceled. I don't know because there's a lot of huge special effects. So since there's so many TV shows and there's so many movies, uh, they're taking a lot of people like the special effects. One, they're getting overworked. So there's huge, massive complaints to how they're getting overworked, underpaid, and they're not taking care of their special effects people. On top of the fact that special effects, a lot of people have been complaining about the special effects in the new TV shows and the new movies. Obviously, because if you're working a shit ton for a lot of different things. So are, are people complaining that they're lacking? Yeah. Oh, okay. They have been. Um, I mean, She-Hulk was, I think, the big one that they complained a lot on. All I know is that she twerks, and that was the thing. Yeah, with uh, Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> that's all. That's all. I just see. I just, I, saw, I just saw gif and memes of She Hulk working. That's, that's so many people are like show. so many people are angry about them. Like it's, it's, it's She Hulk. I don't know. Like why are you even mad that she's twerking? <laughs> like it's this show is just silly. Like but yeah. So she's out. Uh, I forget exactly why, but she was a producer there since Phase One. Mm. So that was a big change. Um, Secret Invasion has been delayed. Loki's been delayed. We have no idea if Echo, Agatha, or Ironheart, which is supposed to be coming out this year. We don't know if they're coming out. We don't know when they're possibly delayed. No news. Marvel's been switching up a lot. Um, apparently, one, Bob Iger's now back as CEO of Disney. So he was the CEO up until Phase 3 of all of Disney. But he's trying to push back on um, Disney+. Plus. They lay off about 7,000 staff, too, as well. Oh, wow. um, Republicans are saying it's because they're, they're gone too woke. So it, they laid the people off for being too woke? <laughs> uh, Tim Pool. I'm not talking, I don't want to talk politics often on the show, but Tim Pool, uh, he opened up an article. He's like, oh, yeah, go woke, go broke. And then I opened up the article and read that, oh, despite having 23 billion profits, they. <laughs> <laughs> like they laid off seven thousand people. No, they're uh, they're redoing a lot of like Disney Plus. So they're basically the the story is is they're reworking Phase Five. That Bob Iger and Kevin Feige are, put, are realizing that there is so much quantity. There's so many. Sh- they're just essentially just putting shows out to put shows out at this point, rather than making good shows. Mm-hmm. So now in Phase Five, Secret Invasion, all these shows are being pushed back. We were supposed to have five shows this year. We might have two. Sounds like Secret Invasion is coming out in July? June? June or July? I think it's July. I wrote July. I could be wrong. One of the J months. And then I just looked up Loki maybe September. Which Loki is supposed to come out in June. Secret Invasion is supposed to already be out. So, yeah. Can they just make more Punisher? Right. There is news on that. I got news. I didn't write it down. But I wrote <laughs> but I wrote down Daredevil news. Huh? That was like the one good thing I wrote down. <laughs> so this may seem like, you know, incredibly filthy casual, but Punisher Daredevil, those are in a different universe than MCU, right? It was. Mm-hmm. Netflix. But they're coming back. But I mean like canonically in the uh comics normally, like they exist in their own separate Oh, in the comic? No, they're in the no, same. But they're in their own kind of... They're not like in the Avengers, like... Um, they, feel, they're like in the Luke Cage kind of... Yeah, they're in like more... Jessica so... Kind of feel. 
Okay, Marvel Comics, they all interchange. They're all interlocked together. At some point. Right? Yeah. It really depends on the story. Um, X-Men are kind of like their own little set universe, especially now in the comic books. They have their own little island. Actually, mm. they terraform Mars. They uh, are the capital of our solar system. Cool. <laughs> they also, there's a whole new realm that there's uh, mutants. I don't know. It, I read it. I got confused. X-Men's confusing. Great. It's great stories, but confusing. Uh, Avengers is kind of like its own circle. And then you have like the street heroes, like the New York street heroes, which mm. is where Daredevil... Um, Punisher. Okay, it's just yeah, yep. it's actually a massive story right now between Punisher and um, uh, Daredevil. Daredevil is now the leader of the Fist, and Punisher is the leader of the Hand, and they're both fighting each other. It's interesting, but anyway, Punisher. There is Punisher news. All right, uh, have you heard of this, Ernie? I have not. Punisher is John Barenthal's Punisher is confirmed. To be on the new pun, uh, Daredevil TV show. Ah, hell yeah! All right. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw it because I posted it on the Don't Evolve Me page. Uh, Kingpin first first images of that show. Mm. Vincent D'Onofrio he showed up as Kingpin, and he also uh, spoke that there's going to be a season two as well, and there's going to be just as much violence as the first TV show. Yes. <laughs> I I don't. I feel like it's still going to be very Disneyfied. But I hope that they uh, at least get the theme of like Daredevil, because John Bernthal in the Netflix Punisher was, oh, mm. he was good. I love that. I love that series. That was really good. Best Punisher, you think? Ah, oh, yeah. Um, well, see what. So, we're, who are we talking about? We're talking Thomas Jane, yep. right in the first one, and then we're talking Ray Stevenson, who I actually really love. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a series on HBO called Rome, which he was great in. But I definitely think he is the worst Punisher. Yeah, he didn't really have the charisma, but I feel like he might represent the most like realistic Punisher. Yeah, Thomas Jane had some really nice charisma with his Punisher, but it didn't feel like Punisher Punisher. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I don't know. I, like John Bernthal, I was talking to some guy one time, and he just he just he goes. John Bernthal's a mook. That's what he plays. He just plays this caveman. It's just, ugh, you know, all the time. Yeah. So I feel like Thomas Jane had a little more range yep. than John Bernthal, but John Bernthal really captured the essence of Punisher. Yeah. Where I think, like, Thomas Jane was still retaining the Frank Castle a little bit more, mm-hmm. whereas John Bernthal was going full Punisher, 0% Frank Castle. Which I feel like you kind of need a little of both to make him somewhat human. A little bit. I mean, I think John Bernthal, I definitely butchered his name there. I feel like he definitely played the Punisher role. Like, he felt he played that. Like, yes, he played the Punisher very the well. The Punisher very well. And I think, in a sense, like, once he becomes the Punisher, I think that is just Frank Castle. I think that is just his personality. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas Jane just had so much like chemistry, or he has so, so much. Um, I was gonna say chemistry, charisma. Yeah, he was very charismatic. You ever see Dirty Laundry, the YouTube video? Mm-hmm. Oh, I recommend you watching it. it. Is uh, Dirty Laundry is a fan fam- fan film that he plays the Punisher in, and it's just him trying to do his laundry, and then he gets jumped. <laughs> and so I recommend I recommend it because it's it's just. It's like a cool extension of 
that character. Although the most Punisher thing that out of any of the series or movies or anything that happened was done by Ray Stevenson, though, in Punisher Warzone. Yeah. So right in the opening film, mm-hmm. or right in the opening of the film where they're at the, uh, like, the mafia, Italian mafia, like, dinner, and he's on top of the table and just starts ruthlessly murdering everybody. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, yeah, he's, he's killing all these bad dudes. And then, like, literally the 90-year-old grandmother <laughs> grabs a gun and he buries this Bowie knife in her skull, like just just buries it in there. And we're like, I'm like, that is the most Punisher thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He just ganked this 90 year old lady. Holy shit! Oh man, yeah, Punisher. That's like the only good news that I can think of. <laughs> I'm excited for Daredevil. You can see I got Daredevil on the table here. We need to talk about the wares. So we're talking uh, mostly Marvel, but a little bit of DC. Yeah, I like I like the more human superheroes i do i agree so i like i like the you know the daredevils the jessica jones the punishers daredevil is slowly becoming one of my favorite like superheroes what is what's don't they have a group are they the defenders yeah the defenders right yeah i wish they would have went more with that but oh that tv show is not great i know but i like (laughs) the defenders I'm like you. I like the street level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like the human. Daredevil, like somebody you can relate to. Daredevil's the one I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, you watched She Hulk, right? I remember. I tried. You tried. I just, I just, I you just, stopped. I stopped. You didn't, get, <laughs> you didn't get the Daredevil. He's in it. No, I didn't. I started playing video games again. That's kind of what he was saying, like you know, it just gets to a point where I'm just I don't know. Sick of TV. Yeah, and, and to, to piggyback what he was saying, like you know, I just I used to like. Love going to the theaters and watching super movies. Super yeah, movies, you know, I would like literally carve out time to go see them, and now I just don't care. Like, I got to wait till Disney Plus. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I just is that you're not caring or you having kids? Both, both. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely feel to be, like... to be completely honest with you, even if I didn't have Azzy, I probably still was still just waiting till Disney Plus because mm. there's, there's just so much Marvel, 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 Marvel. Oh, you know? yeah. Let's get back to that. Is it, Marvel's definitely changing it up. It seems like they're realizing they're putting too much content out and it's not quality, it's quantity. I'm curious to see like, their next few projects if they're going to be good. Because Ant-Man was supposed to be this tentpole film. I don't know if you guys haven't watched it yet. You've heard me talk about it. And it was one of those, it was supposed to be this tentpole. And like the plot itself is a tentpole film because they're essentially setting up Kang as this villain. And he was the main villain in it. But the quality was so bad. The writing was bad. It, like, the writing was filler. It felt like, like, hey, you guys will watch this. It's Marvel. We got Kang. and <laughs> We're not going to kill Cassie because you know what? It would have been a better movie. I would be honest. I think they're, they're suffering Call of Duty syndrome. Just just slap Call of Duty on it and yep. produce one every yeah. every six months, yes. and people are gonna buy it. But eventually, people are gonna stop buying it because it's same with Madden. It's the same, yeah, yeah, same trash recycled over and over. And I'm like, I don't even want to buy Madden anymore because like every time I buy it, I regret it. I'm like, this is a trash game. I just want a cool Dynasty mode. Call of Duty died after Modern Warfare Two, in my opinion. After that, it was just like, yeah, Black like, Ops Two, maybe. And then, I don't say Black Ops Two is like yeah, where I Black stopped, Ops 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know. Well, it's the same with like the CW shows too, because they they didn't plan out a future at all, and they have twenty three episodes per season. After like the first three seasons of a TV show, it's just like 
you guys are just recycling the same thing over and over and over again. You're doing the same stories. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not interested because it's, it's essentially just a soap opera with superheroes and you guys don't have enough budget to make it even an interesting fight. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know if MC is in trouble. I think they have room to maneuver out of it. I think we'll get into, we'll get into, I, I want to talk DC before we talk superhero fatigue, but I think this, we'll get back to it because I think we're, we're feeling it. But I don't think we're feeling it because we're feeling superhero fatigue. I think we're feeling it because the, what is being put out isn't great. That's what it is. Like it feels actually good stuff. You know. Well, I think everything is good. It's just, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, like what of the the one the five scale? What would you give Wakanda Forever? Hmm. Two plus maybe. Oh man, you're going two plus. Yeah. You went four. I I thought it was super filler. Um, it just it wasn't exciting. Have you did you see Thor: Love and Thunder? Hmm. Where would you give that? Well, so I'm biased on that one because Thor's Thor's my man. He's my like number one favorite okay. superhero. But even that one, till two also, even it just being Thor and being my favorite superhero, I'd still give it a three, three plus, maybe a four minus. Okay. So I mean, that one I gave like a two. Man, we were like very different. <laughs> but like the point is like I'm trying to get with that with this is like they're all lower quality. Yeah. Yeah, they are definitely in their own right. It's good, but like if you're going to release four movies a year on top of five TV shows and they're all good yeah. or meh, yeah, what's the point? Right. It's too much. Like I want great. If you're giving me Infinity War, Endgame, like a five tier movie, I think, I think that's part of the issue too. They set the bar so high on themselves. Yeah, they're essentially cannibalizing themselves now because you can't. Everyone wants that kind of level. And yeah, really... so, you have to, you have to build to it. Mm-hmm. And right now, it doesn't. What are they building for? We we, we, we know, but like we're not enjoying the ride there like we did in the first phase. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's what they're missing right now. All right. Well, all right. So I'll just ask you this question, and then we'll move on. After our discussion, MC are are they in trouble? Can they turn it around? They are in trouble, but they can turn it around. Tom, filthy casual. Oh, definitely in trouble. I feel like they, they have ten bazillion dollars. They'll, they'll yeah. be able, they they're going to be able to take some shitters, and they're mm-hmm. going to be able to turn it around eventually. They're just such a big franchise and a big company that's backing them that they're just not going to go away. Yeah. It's just like Star Wars. They're going to keep making shitters, but people are still going to they're still going to make money. That's fair. But that's the unfortunate part. And that that's what's going to build into the mm-hmm. superhero fatigue. I think what they're yeah. lacking now is what's coming is DC is coming. Like, that that whole 2009 to, like, 2018 DC. And you're setting up a segue for me. <laughs> DC was just dormant, you know, pretty much. Well, as long as we weren't talking about Black Adam. I watched eight <laughs> minutes of that shit. Oh, we are. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, can, I can talk a lot about the first ten minutes, but then after that, I can't talk anything <laughs> about that. All right. Uh, my thoughts on it, I think... I think they're in trouble. I think they know they're in trouble. I think they are aware that you can't just make quantity stuff anymore. We have way too much superhero stuff to make just meh to good quantity of shows. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they can turn around. Hopefully, I think Guardians is going to be good. I think Secret Invasion, I think they are. This is supposed to be their first big tentpole 
show. Loki, I have hopes, high hopes on. I don't know about the Marvels. I think, see, I was just about to say, I think the Marvels will shock you. I think the Marvels will actually be a... You're high on it. I, I keep, am. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm putting my hopes in it. I think the Marvels will actually be a solid. I keep hearing bad stuff about Brie Larson. And I'm like, well, is this that, is this true? Is this like actual, like... I've been hearing bad stuff about Brie Larson forever, though. Brie Larson's got the acting range of a rock. I That's hate Brie true. Larson. I, I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> she, she's terrible. She had no charisma. Even yeah. In, uh, I completely agree with that. <laughs> but apparently she's uh, she was upset that she the big thing was she was upset that she had to share the spotlight in Captain Marvel two. It's not Captain Marvel two; it's the Marvels. So I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I, I know anyone's I looking. Anyone's looking to kind of like dismiss her at this point and throw shade on her. But I'm like, I also sometimes like, is it warranted? I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Her, I just, I just, I, her acting range is a little. Uh, I, it's just, it's just nothing about her impressed me as the character. She didn't feel like a, a superhero to me. Fair. She seemed like just this terrible actress that really could not pull off the role that she was trying to portray. Right. Which I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, not trying to throw shade to throw shade just because it's the bandwagon. It's just what I felt. Well, that's fair. I, I completely agree. Yeah, I wasn't super impressed by it. I cannot remember a single scene from Captain Marvel. If someone asked me, like, hey, dude, do you remember the scene where yeah. this and this happened? I'd be like, nope. I cannot. Maybe, like, her glowing orange through space or something. That's that's about it. Scene? No. I know. <laughs> I watched that movie, and I was just like, ugh. Yeah, that one suffered from just, like, why? And it's an origin movie, and it's. We've seen this before. Yeah, my favorite scene from that movie has nothing to do with her, and I think that's very the blockbuster scene. No, that's not my favorite scene. I just like Goose the Cat. Goose, Goose is funny. But when they're talking in that spaceship, and they're like, "Can you change into a, a um, what is it, a, um, a cabinet or something?" Like, why would I change into a cabinet? That's the best part from that film. Tal- I will say, Talos is like the coolest I character in that whole show. I do like the twist where like these scrolls are actually the good guys. I do like that. See, it's all like Ryan Reynolds and Green Green Lantern, huh? like Green Lantern, the original Green oh, Lantern. Oh, I don't remember anything about that movie. Either. I've seen it like three times, <laughs> and like there's some dude with a fat head. I think like he there's has like, an evil bulbous, cloud. Yeah, and some scary cloud yeah, thing. Yeah, Galactus. Yeah, and. That's like Dark World for me. I don't you know. guys didn't even catch that. <laughs> I said Galactus. That was with Fantastic Four too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's the same thing. Evil, oh yeah, Fantastic Four. Great. Evil Cloud. Huh? We must stop the evil cloud. Oh, that God. was the one with the silver guy, right? <laughs> it was like it's like Thor Dark World. I cannot remember anything. I've seen it like besides Jane know. dying because she touched the. Oh, she didn't die. Dying. Oh, she was dying yeah. in the movie because yeah. she absorbed all the power. Mm-hmm. Rocket Raccoon was in that one, right? Oh wait, no, that was Endgame. I don't know. I don't remember. That's what I remember about that movie. <laughs> the Endgame part. I mean, they have done a lot of meh stuff in the past, so but they're just overproducing the meh right now. Yeah, I agree. I feel like every like every once in a while, a meh film is fine because mm-hmm. like you know it does set up important story beats. It sets up like the whole series or the whole like it's like I compare MCU to like a giant thing of television. You know, you need filler episodes. Filler episodes do fill a purpose. But if you have a whole season, like Walking Dead does this. Well, I don't believe that. Because I don't believe there's a single, like, like Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Fly. 
That's not a filler episode. You don't think that's a filler no. episode? If you look at it in its writing sense, it's not a filler episode. It's important. It's very important. That's why. That's why. That's why Brown Fly because it's one of those. Uh, it's plot-wise, mm-hmm. filler it has nothing to do with the plot. Character-wise, Character tells was, you tells you so much about both those characters. So, so why would that be filler though? Because it, it's it's important filler. You don't need it. You don't need it for the overall <laughs> plot of the series. You don't need it. Okay, fair, but I've literally skipped that episode before because I didn't like understand the purpose of it and I didn't like it. That's one of my favorite episodes, though. Like, you find I'll, out more about them in that episode than you do in any episode. You know who directed that one? He did. Didn't he do that one? Uh, Ryan Johnson. Uh, director of La, uh, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also uh, Knives Out. Mm-hmm. We just referenced Knives Out twice in this episode. Right, so I, I have an answer in my mind, but what do you guys consider to be the filler meh movie of the Avengers? In your opinion. You're gonna, I know what he's going to say. <laughs> you're going to hate my answer. He's going to hate it. I'm going to hate it. What are you going to say, Jake? Well, there's four Avengers films. Which one are you going to choose? That's the meh filler? That's the meh filler? I guess I have none to, but to choose that one. But I mean, <laughs> Age of Ultron. Yeah, Age of Ultron. 100%. That one, he, loves that he loves that movie. He loves that movie. You love that one? That's one of my I think, yes. But I'll, it, I'll go on a tangent. But here's the thing. Like, yeah, I was, but, okay, so Ernie, in your opinion, what's what's the meh filler episode, Avengers movie then? It has to be that one out of just, because there's no other choice in my opinion. The first one's a grandfather. Infinity War is my favorite Avengers movie, and then Endgame. So Endgame. I, I, I unfortunately happened to that one, but, but I think that film is. I would. I would. I would argue that one's not even filler. I feel like that one's a pretty important plot points, but I will say like, it's like the middle child. Yeah. Of yeah, like, Avengers films, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's not a tentpole film because really it's more of a transition to Infinity War and Endgame and Civil War. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's filler, but yeah. Ant-Man is filler. Yeah. It's good. It's enjoyable. It's filler. You don't need to watch it. Okay, what's the filler of Star Wars then? What's the meh film? We're talking about like the, out of the like the original six or um, like everyone that's come out or? Your choice. <laughs> <clears throat> Honestly, the most meh because simply because um, it was meant to be a standalone. The most like fillery that has nothing yeah, to do with most of everything is New Hope. Yeah, because originally oh, when George, you went New Hope. Yeah, because originally uh, if oh. I'm talking about New Hope, Return of the Jedi, and okay, Empire you went Star. in a completely different direction than I was thinking. So but, no, you finished. I'll, I'll... So the reason why I would say that's the most filler and just bland and yeah. like doesn't really like you could not watch that and get most of the rest of the story mm-hmm. is because when George Lucas wrote Star Wars yeah. he wrote Star Wars as a single movie yep. he had no intentions of making a series out of this mm-hmm. and then it absolutely exploded and he took all of his like dinner napkin scribblings and things that you know like he had ideas yeah, but he never intended it to be this thing so he it was supposed to be this is where it starts and the thing is over once the death when the death star explodes, the empire is destroyed. Yep. So that's what I why, why I would say out of the original Star Wars, yeah, New Hope's the most meh. Most meh or most filler? Most filler. Okay. I thought you're going solo with this. Like oh. I literally thought you were setting up solo. I'm like that is a movie no one asked for, and you don't really have to watch to like. Yeah, solo. No, I mean. Mm-hmm. 
I would say about ninety per. Actually, everything. It's actually every, it's everything a, since Disney brought, took them over. I I consider just even Rogue One. No, I have not. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I, they ruined Star Wars. Oh, have you not watched the new shows? I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'll watch. I'll keep watching Mando. Oh, you are watching Mando. Yeah, I'll watch Mando, but like, okay. You yeah. should watch. You should watch Andor. Andor is okay. I want to just straight up. Andor is so amazing. It doesn't feel like Star Wars. Okay. Like it's a five tier show. No. Okay. Like I'm giving that that high of praise. Like it's so good. It doesn't feel like a Star Wars show. Like it doesn't need to be a Star Wars show to be good. It's just an amazing writing. I think that. Um... They used to have a lot of extended universe stuff in books and mm. comic books and stuff like that. That um, they just kind of axed when D- Disney. They just made it non-canon. Yeah. But I think that's why Mando and all these other newer ones that are on the peripheral are yeah. becoming popular, is because that's what the diehard fans of Star Wars they really liked the extended universe yeah. stuff, and they really liked all these like stories that weren't so. You know, focused in on mm-hmm. the rebellion and Jedi's and whatever, and so that's why I think that probably why you would rate that one that high because it's a good universe. It's it there's is. a it's a rich, big, huge universe that they can make some really good shit out of, and I think that as long as Disney is staying away, I think they're getting the hint that like they really shit the bed on the actual Star Wars franchise yeah. as far as like you know. The, flat, the the most previous three big movies that came out. Uh, yeah, I will say the trilogy is just awful. Yeah, just absolutely, and I think they realized they crapped the bed and they kind of betrayed. Well, how the do you fan base. how do you make a trilogy when you have three different creators doing three different things? Yeah. Exactly, and then you make each movie without really a plan for the next one. And then they probably I think they stumbled on Mandalorian, and then realized it was just this accidental success, and then I think that's why we're seeing Rogue One and Endor and. We're going to yeah. see these other series that are going to explore people outside of mm-hmm. the main Jedi Sith Empire I, Rebellion. I'm all for their direction so far mm-hmm. with uh, like with the TV shows, movies. Like I don't know. Uh, I'll be when they actually like have a movie out. I'll be excited for it because it's Star Wars. Whole Disney selling their you know properties. Like I will be excited for that reason. If they bombs, then I'm probably done with the movies. But I will say with their TV shows. I'm excited for what they're showing. Yeah. I don't know. Rogue One was probably the best movie that they produced because I think, again, it was one of those more peripheral things with yep. characters that you didn't know but just was in the Star Wars universe. It told a good war story. Yeah, it did. It really did. It didn't it need was, to be Star Wars. It was just a good it was war a, story. It was a sci-fi war story. The writer for Rogue One did Andor. Okay. Or he's the showrunner for Andor. And uh, Cassian Andor is who was in Rogue One. He mm-hmm. was the guy who... With Jin Arsar at the end, yep. Uh, it's he's the one, he's the main character. But it's all the whole story is about him becoming a part of that group, and it really explores like what it means to be a rebellion. So obviously, this is way before. Yeah, it's Rogue good. One because it you is, know everyone. Spoiler: everyone It is dies. really, it is really good. Going from Andor to Mandalorian is hard. Yeah, it's so hard because like the dialogue that like in Andor is just so fresh and so like it's just such a fresh take on dialogue in every word every phrase has like a purpose and you go to Mando or Mandalorian where like the first scene like the you're caught up with season three I have no 
Through season two. Through season two? Uh, there, was like a, there was like this monster attack. And they're like, uh, get the children away from it. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, this is good. I'm like, I'm still enjoying it, and like, it's for the casuals. Like, Mandalorian's for the casuals, so I'm like, I, I can get by with it. But I'm like, man, I just watched Andor, and now I'm watching. All right, we're getting way off topic. We're talking Star Wars, and we're supposed to be talking Marvel. God, thanks, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I was going to segue to DC when you mentioned it. Uh, we won't talk much about DC. You guys see Shazam? No one did. It bombed at the box office. Isn't the dude in some trouble too? Uh, which dude? The dude that plays Shazam. I don't know. I just saw. I saw him on TikTok oh, or something, no, no, and he no, was no. like, "There's, there's a huge controversy." That's why I wanted to bring it up. Um, so, Shazam one or Shazam for one, no one was there. I went opening day. Of course, it was a blizzard in Minnesota. Maybe that's why no one was there. There was like two other groups. I went uh, opening day. My friend had a giant truck, which I was happy for. Because there was no way I was getting out of my driveway. Um, it was fine. It was like the most generic film I've ever watched. But it was like a good generic film. Mm. It's like one of those, man, I didn't need to watch it, but I kind of enjoyed myself. But I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't need to watch this film. Didn't need to watch it in theaters. But anyway, the big controversy is, though, apparently because Black Adam, as you mentioned before, uh, the huge controversy was Black Adam and Shazam were supposed to fight in this movie. They were supposed to, like, those two were supposed to go back and forth. Dwayne The Rock Johnson wanted nothing to do with it. He was trying to take over DC. He wanted Black Adam to be the big character that fought Superman. That's what he was trying to do. So I just want to bring it up because I thought it was really, really interesting that uh, Dwayne is blowing up DC and then they essentially. Warner Brothers Discovery became a thing, and they're like, James Gunn, you're in. The Rock, you're out. All right, so they they booted The Rock now? <laughs> I mean, you watched Black Adam for 10 minutes. That's why they booted The Rock? <laughs> I don't know. That movie's awful. It really was. I mean, did you watch it all the way through? I watched all of it. it Dude, I just, I it was it was something else. You watched The Boys, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, The Boys. So I compared Black Adam to a Vought movie. Ah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% accurate. <laughs> oh, yes. Because as soon as I had that thought, too, as I watched, I'm like, dude, am I watching a Vought movie? Because, like, the entire time, like, The Rock would just come in, and you just clearly see the green screen, and he's just like, I'm a superhero. I'm going to do superhero things. And they're posturing. It fucking Shazam 2. Wonder Woman did that. Mm-hmm. I'm a, can I just spoil the movie for you guys? There's Shazam? A, Shazam. There's a scene. Okay, so the one they kill off Shazam. <laughs> They kill him off, and then out of nowhere, Wonder Woman shows up to his funeral with the music playing, the da na 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 music that mm-hmm. plays anytime she shows up, and she does the superhero posturing. And I'm like, who the fuck does that at a funeral? This kid just died. You just show up, and then she resurrects him for reasons. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. By the way, Warner Brothers was just like, hey, Wonder Woman's in this movie, and literally it's the only scene she's in. I mean, never have enough Gail Gadot, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, and immediately you got, after uh, Billy gets resurrected, he starts flirting with her. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, like, um, older women going into, like, the Shazam uh, family. There's Yeah, there's a lot of that. And they like, they make a joke about it, too. Like, the dad was like, 
this girl's like 6,000 years old and she's flirting with my 17-year-old son. Is this okay? <laughs> it's like, no, it's not okay. But yeah, so DC, I mean, DC looks bright. James Gunn's future, for the most part, looks, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, just because everything James Gunn has made, he is a writer to, to start off with. He's not just a director, he is a writer. He wrote Scooby-Doo, which I thought the movie, was, for the most part, was well-written. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 through 3 Suicide Squad Peacemaker all of them were hits so I'm looking at it I'm like DC's kind of starting this whole thing I think a lot of us are wanting DC to be good even if we're more Marvel than DC like I'm a fan of both right now I'm more leading Marvel just because that's what's having success DC doesn't seem like Warner Brothers seems like what you how you describe Disney they keep giving us what they think we want mm-hmm. which is dark and edgy apparently I kind of want dark and edgy. It wasn't Marvel always supposed to be the edgier comic book, and DC was. No. Uh, yeah, initially. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, like DC. Okay, so DC initially was more like that superhero, like goody type of vibe, whereas Marvel kind of dealt in more of the personal stories, which I guess it would be more dark and edgy. But then in the eighties. In the 80s and late 70s, uh, you can see in my comic book wall the attack on drugs. Um, you got Frank Miller's influence was huge. They made Batman this dark, more character. Daredevil, they did the same thing too. So I don't mind dark and edgy. It's just when you have to, you have to do it with the right character. Like mm-hmm. Man of Steel was dark and edgy, and like that's not Superman. Superman's not dark and edgy. He's more hopeful. So, but I don't know. I I have I have faith in James Gunn, but we'll see. I mean, of the DCU things that I've seen, like Suicide Squad, pretty dark. Yeah, real dark. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of my more favorite ones. And I, I think it's uh, I think the the Peacemaker and what's his name? Idris Elba's character. I can't Bloodsport. I believe that's what his name was in the when they were just like essentially killing the giant army of soldiers and they're like it's like um, they're one-upping each other Ooh. and they slaughter this entire army but apparently these are the allies they're working with I thought that was just like oh that's such a it's like but it wasn't like dark where it was like dark and serious it was, it was like more fun but it was like mature dark mm-hmm. it was uh, yeah the dark humor yeah. aspect of it which is what I'm excited for James Gunn because he couldn't. He did a little bit of the dark humor in Guardians of the Galaxy, but not so much in the like the boys. Boys is dark humor, yeah. <laughs> and the boys yeah. is fucking. Ugh. The boys is what we need, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, the boys and Invincible. If you you haven't watched Invincible, not yet. No. Have you watched Invincible? Nerd out this week on Invincible. It is a it's a, Amazon, same as the boys. It does the same thing as the boys. It gives you a very reflective twist on the superhero genre. It's I will if you watch Fox Machina. I'm celebrating a wedding this weekend, man. <laughs> you, you got time off, right? You're good. I, okay, I'll do it this week. All right, cool, deal. It is. It is on my list. Well, I mean, it would be a good precursor and introduction into D and D for our. God damn it! You sold me already. All right, I'm in for our upcoming episode. Okay, I'm excited for that one. All right, let's talk superhero fatigue, and we'll we'll wrap this up. So, I think we're in agreement here. 
Are we feeling the fatigue? Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm feeling the over I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed because there's too much media for me to consume. For in my, general for or my, like superheroes? Well, no, I mean, okay, so yes, in general, there's, there's just so too many much. things in life to consume. You yeah. know, with media, but especially if I want to keep up on MCU, which again, I'm a bit of a filthy casual, but I feel like even for fans that are really into MCU, there's so much out there that you need to watch that you just don't have the time for. Yeah, it's a lot. So, so yeah, I, I think we're fatigued out on it. I got to the point where I was like not excited for new Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I am a huge follower. I want to follow all of it. I want to be caught up even before when I was doing this podcast. And I'll be honest, it's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of things. Uh, back when uh, a couple weeks ago, Mandalorian, Last of Us, where I was doing like three podcasts a week, it was like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, uh, they got their giraffes. The giraffes. The remember, gi- remember yeah. back in our last episode, they killed it with David, and they they had the giraffes. I'm, the happy. Giraffes. I'm a happy man. I was, yeah, those were my two wishes. And it was a real giraffe too. Yeah, and it was funny. But everyone was like. Oh my god, those are the worst CG giraffes I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Bro, those are real giraffes. Everything else is CG, but yeah. those giraffes are real. So yeah, I will say, yeah, content-wise in general, I think streaming platforms are feeling this because they're just way too much stuff. And there's one, just the streaming concept of it, there's too much things to stream, and you have to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Superhero wise is the one of the most popular genres out there. I will say, I don't think it's like the westerns where it's going to die off because I feel like the westerns are very much the same type of trope. Same with like horror movies itself. None of these genres are going to die; they're always going to come back in some way, shape, or form. But superhero genre is not really a genre; it's a kind of a spans of of genres, right? You have Guardians of the Galaxy, which is more sci-fi. Uh, comedy but then you have movies like the joker where it's more street level more psychological thriller winter soldier is more of a political thriller um logan is more of like a western so you you have a su- you have this superhero genre where there's many genres in there's between. sub subgenres. yeah superhero is more of a subgenre than it is a genre i would argue the the big problem is is the con- we're getting so much content. Yeah. And a lot of this content isn't amazing. Yeah. If we got a, if we had Infinity War Endgame like every 2 years and we built to those movies, I feel like we'd be fine. But we haven't seen that. So, I think we're feeling it. I don't think we're feeling the death of MCU. No. I think it's going to keep going. Like you said, it's like Star Wars. They got so much money. They're good. They might stop for a few years, and they'll come back, and we'll be all for it. I think they would actually benefit from that. They just took a break for like two couple years and just... I mean, they did it with the pandemic. Yeah. It felt nice. Mm-hmm. Phase three ended, and I'm like, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Get a little break. The problem is, though, all these other networks, all these other shows, like, we keep getting these superhero stuff. For I'm trying to think of Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why can't I think of the Jared, My Chemical Romance? He made that show. Jared Leto? No, not Jared Leto. Why can't I'm blinking on the Netflix show, the superhero Netflix show? 
Uh, the Umbrella Academy? Yeah. Okay. The Umbrella Academy. Another superhero show. First two seasons, great. Heard season three wasn't was kind of trash. We got uh, that. Um, the my boy or the boys in Invincible. I will actually say the boys is such a refreshing. Like the boys is, yeah. I think is carrying the superhero genre at this mm, point. Yep. Because it's such a fresh take on the genre. They're saving it. But you have you know DC has all these like shows coming out. You have um, or they're redoing it. There's just a lot. So yeah. I think we're all kind of feeling the fatigue on this Friday night as well. Absolutely. You guys all had work. I just got married, so. Yeah. <laughs> Fatigue's ahead of you now, sir. Just kidding. <laughs> no, marriage is great, right? But you can't be. I'm looking forward to it. With the right person. Exactly. Yeah, we got it. You guys all right. Ready? Well, I think that is it for our episode. And thank you guys for coming over. It's nice to see you guys. It's been a while. It's a pleasure, man. Been great to see you again, Jake. So, uh, I feel like I'm going to be seeing a lot of you this next week. Yeah, we'll see you next Friday. Yeah, see you next Friday and Saturday, apparently. I'll see you during Tuesday Saturday. for the D&D movie. Then to, oh, yeah. I'm going to see you three times next week. Mm-hmm. Be good. And Ernie, I got to get you on more. I'm always around. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. All right, thanks, guys. This is Don't Evolve. This is your host, Jake Sherbing, and see you next time. Thank you, guys.